What was interesting about my interview with my next guest, Amy Johnson, YouTube and TikTok star, is how she talked about how balancing her TikTok and YouTube careers was such a challenge. Now, of course, if you have so many social media platforms and you've got such a big following and you have to try and balance them and release different content each time on them, it could be a challenge, but not for my next guest, Amy Johnson, because she is the queen of balancing things and making it all look good. Amy uh, releases lots of fashion content and I was quite interested to learn a lot about the fashion scene because I didn't really know much about it. Doesn't say much about my fashion sense, but I did learn a few tips off Amy. Tell us what you thought of the episode. Uh, give us a follow at TrackbackPod on Instagram and uh, email the team if you've got any inquiries at TrackbackPod at Yahoo.com. This is Amy Johnson. So, Amy, first question I've got for you is, at 19 years old, you've got 1.75 million subscribers on YouTube. How does that feel, having that number at that age? It must be crazy going through your head, thinking, wow, where did all those people come from? Yeah, it does feel crazy. Like, I don't really know how to describe it. I guess a good way to explain it is it doesn't really feel real. I couldn't actually picture that many people watching me like that's just insane like obviously I'm so grateful and so excited it's been my dream since such a young age so it's just it's crazy so let's go back to that Amy let's go back to when you were a very young age um what really started the ambition to be a social media star which you kind of are already um so when I was around maybe 11 or 12 really quite young I came across an app called video star it's kind of like a younger version of like TikTok actually so on there, I'd make music videos, I'd lip sync to songs, I'd edit them. And I started doing it with my friends and posting them to YouTube. And whilst all of my friends kind of, it was a phase while they were young, I carried on and I really got into Zoella and creating my own videos on YouTube. And it just became a dream of mine. And I kept on going for years and years until gradually I've built a following. That's great. So, you know, for people that want to kind of do the same thing as what you're doing, what kind of tips can you give them to really start out Um you know, what, is, what are the keys to build a good following on YouTube? Because some people might think it's just so hard. What are the kind of skills that you need to gain that big following? Um, I think it's important to be relatable and personal. So many things about your life to show as much as you can, obviously, within how you feel comfortable. I think it's very important to feel like a friend to people. Um, because I myself, YouTubers that I watch, I like to watch vlogs and YouTubers that I feel like I'm just sitting with and that I can escape from reality and just feel safe watching their videos, if that makes sense. Yeah. And also things like consistency is very important because I started at a very young age, but I didn't necessarily gain followers for a good few years. So it's very important to stay consistent and not give up. So it's kind of like good things happen to those who wait. Yeah. That's, which is great it's a good way to describe it so amy i mean you mentioned before the youtubers that kind of inspired you to get on the app you mentioned zoella um firstly explain to me what kind of things she did to influence your youtube um career and also are there any other sort of um youtubers out there that really inspired you to kind of get to the position you are right now um so i think when i was younger it was zoella her brother joe casper lee um alfie days it was all of the kind of 
the YouTubers that are known for that generation, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so they'd make kind of like the lifestyle videos, they'd do challenges together and you just feel like you were there with them, you'd get to know them. Like Zoella would do Q and A, she'd do her, her makeup routines, um, fashion hauls, she'd do like Christmas challenges with her brother. And I just really enjoyed watching them and I felt like I could connect to them. So, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. I completely get where you're coming from on that one. Um, so would you say that Zoella is your biggest influence? Um, from a young age, definitely. I do feel over time it has changed around, but from a young age, Zoella was the person that I aspired to be like. That's brilliant. And you are on the right path, that's for sure. Um, Thank you. So when it comes to your content, um, what made you, what was, what was the plans for the content? Was it kind of when you first started on YouTube, um, did you have a set plan of what you wanted to release on YouTube or did it drastically kind of change, you know, day by day did you think right okay I want to do this first but then another day you're thinking oh I want to kind of do this was there always one set agenda of what kind of content you wanted to release on YouTube um no not at all I think it's massively changed with me as I've grown up so I started doing kind of music videos and lip syncing so I didn't actually talk on YouTube when I first started um but then eventually I wanted to start talking in my videos and I became more confident and I wanted people to get to know me and over time, I think the main theme has been fashion and lifestyle. Um, I quite enjoy doing challenges as well. I think it just depends how I'm feeling and what content relates to me the most at the time. You mentioned confidence as well, which is a very interesting um, thing to bring up. Do you think it's do you think it's easier to talk, um, you know, in front of a camera about things you're very passionate about? You mentioned, you know, fashion. Did you find it as you know a confidence boost that you knew a lot about it, so it would be easier to talk about on camera? Um, yeah, I do think so. I think it's very nice to just talk about something that you are comfortable with and that helps with the confidence to speak more and to engage your following more. That's great. And at 19, what is the next step for you? I mean, what do you think you have to do to gain more followers? You look at your numbers right now, it's, it's at a very good level and there is always room to get more followers. So what have you got planned to, you know, extend that? What new content and new ideas have you got uh, planned for the future? So I think one thing that I want to focus on a lot is TikTok because the short form content is becoming increasingly popular. Um, people really love skits, relatable, funny skits, just about general life situations that they can relate to and they'll share to their friends and that sort of thing. So I really want to focus on that. I think on YouTube, I want to do a lot of challenges. I have one coming up that say eating leftover food for 24 hours challenge on the Too Good To Go app, um, which is quite popular. Give, it, give us an idea especially. of some of the food that is going to be on the menu there. Um, so we've got a Greg's Too Good To Go bag. We've got some curry Can't Too Good To Go bags. Yeah. So the video did go quite well, actually. So I'm excited to be putting that one out. And then I have like fashion hauls coming up and yeah, a variety of things really. Sounds very exciting. Now, before we move to TikTok, as this is the TikTok trek, um, I want to know what your most memorable uh, YouTube video is, in your opinion, one that you're most proud of. And of course, you know, the amazing response you got from that in particular video. Tell me about what it was and the structure behind, um, you know, the idea of that video. Um, I'd say one is a pretty little thing haul that I did. So it's a fashion haul. Um, I did a haul of, in particular, five pound dresses. And afterwards, it actually became a bit of a, a trend, I'd say. Like a few other YouTubers created the video themselves after I came up with the idea. Um, and my video actually got over a million views, which I was really proud of. Um, the idea behind that was basically I wanted to find a way that people could get 
cheaper dresses for their going out events because of course it can be quite expensive so I wanted to show a way that you can get cheaper dresses so that was the idea behind it I mean it's great that you're adding more you know flair to the fashion scene on YouTube I, I personally have not seen much fashion things on YouTube <laughs> um do you think that I mean when you you know wanted to start releasing fashion content did you look at other people's sort of videos to get an idea of you know what they did and did you feel like you wanted to add a new layer to it something that they might have not covered that you thought right okay they haven't covered this so I'd like to cover this and then people might be attracted to that and find that interesting yeah so a lot of videos I've seen are people like testing out certain fashion brands for the first time and things like that so that's why I took pretty little thing and then rather than just testing out pretty little thing itself I went for the five pound dresses so that it's a bit different to just trying out pretty little thing I'm trying out some cheaper options that actually anyone in my audience could potentially buy um hopefully due to the pricing of them would you see yourself releasing your own fashion content um you know in marketing purposes I don't know if you're already doing that right now you might be um but would you see yourself doing that making your own sort of fashion brand marketing yourself as a YouTuber and a TikToker um, yeah, I could definitely see myself doing that. I haven't done that at the moment. Um, but it's definitely something I've always thought about doing. Um, I think that would be something really fun. It just relates to my content and relates to me. And I really love fashion. So being able to, I guess, design my own clothes and my own brand that I'd like to wear would be really exciting. That sounds great. Now, going into TikTok, um, of course, the app has only just really started to get a huge a lot of fandom. It has been around a few years, but... Um, of course, the lockdown is starting to get really big. What attracted you to move to TikTok? Um, so I think it massively reminded me of how I started on Video Star. And it's the kind of lip syncing that I do quite enjoy and I find quite funny. So I wanted to move over to there. I also noticed that a lot of my audience were talking about TikTok and a lot of them had moved over to TikTok. So it was interesting to see a new way to engage with them. That's great. And when you first joined, did you check out some of the content that, um, you know, was around at that time? Um, and what kind of content creators did you like watching um, back then and maybe right now? Who, who really appeals to you? Who do you like watching apart from, you know, seeing your own content? Um, so I guess when I first went over to TikTok, it was it was actually called Musical.ly at the time. Um, yeah, so it was people like, for example, Lauren Gray. Um, I really like to watch her Musical.ly videos and now it's translated over to TikTok. I actually look at a lot of other YouTubers and how they've kind of moved over to TikTok and what content they create. For example, Jordan Lipscomb or Alex, um, Anastasia Kingsnorth is her name um, and Saffron Barker and people like that. I like to see how they've taken their YouTube content and switched up a bit for TikTok. Would you say that you're impressed with the dimension that TikTok has brought to social media, bringing that you know, completely new sort of identity to social media, something that we've never seen before. Um, because you've got all these other apps like, you know, Instagram and Snapchat that are taking things from TikTok. Do you think that, do you think that, do you think that says something about, um, you know, the impact that TikTok has brought to the social media world? Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. I feel like TikTok has just massively taken over, um, kind of out of nowhere. Um, just because of these short form videos, I can find myself watching TikTok for hours and not even realise how long I've been on my phone just scrolling through my For You page. It's crazy how much has taken over. That's great. And so what was the very first skit that you released on TikTok? And uh, kind of a similar question to the uh, to the YouTube uh, question. Um, what was the process behind the skit? And um, I mean, how did you feel about 
What was your reaction to when it was released about, you know, you know, when you watch things back and sometimes you, you, you pick out the little things that, you know, really stood out to you and you pick out the little bits that, you know, you didn't really like. Was it kind of like that for your first uh, TikTok skit? And how did you feel about the reception that you got from that very first skit? So I think some of my first videos on TikTok were the more musically style, like singing ones along to songs. Then I think the first one that I did that was kind of more like a skit and had more of a comedic effect to it was one where there was a sound where it kind of went, oh, I can't sing. And then all of a sudden you'd start singing really loud. And I'm not sure if you've seen one like that before, but it's kind of where people go, oh, I don't sing. And then all of a sudden they're singing and kind of really exaggerating their voice. Um, that was the first one I did and at the time it was really popular and a lot of people were using the sound so that's how I found it. I think through another person on the app I'd seen the sound for oh that's funny so I'm going to create one as well. Now when it comes to your creative mindset Amy um, when it comes to releasing skits would you class yourself more as you know just winging it going for it um, right on the right on the dot or would you say that you're more of a planning person you like to plan your skits out what exactly you'd like to show um to the viewers that will be watching that skit when it's released it can massively vary depending on the skit and how i've come up with the idea there are some that i may see for example another person do on my for you page and think actually i can do my own version of this that relates to me those ones will be kind of winged and a bit more quicker to make because i just literally take the sound and approach it with my own um, thoughts. Um, there can be ones that I'll plan out where I'll have an idea and I won't actually have a sound for it and I'll have to plan out the process of what sound I'm gonna use and what part is going to go where, if that makes sense. So those ones can take a bit longer to plan out. Yeah, it's great. Um, so fan response, how has that, um, would, you, would you say, how has it been? Has it been a lot of positives and negatives, more positive or negative? And, you know, as a social media star, how do you handle fan um, response? Um, so I'd say on TikTok, it has mainly been positive. It can depend. If a video does go viral, you can get people being a bit rude in the comments. Um, I feel like everybody does. Once a video hits the wrong kind of audience, that can happen. Um, but on the most part, it has been really lovely. Um, when people are rude, I do tend to just ignore it or try and delete the comment um, because that's the best thing to do. I don't think there's a point responding to people that are negative um, because it won't really get you anywhere. And also they're just behind a keyboard. They wouldn't actually say it in person. So there's no point really responding yeah. to it. Um, the positive people, I love to respond to as many comments as I can. When I first post a TikTok, I will for the first hour or so sit there responding to the quickest comments um, just because I really appreciate the support and I think it's really nice to engage with my audience on the platform. Brilliant. And does it motivate you all these comments to just continue on this starship to superstardom? Yeah, um, it's really nice to get comments from people because it just kind of puts pe people in a personal feel behind the numbers um, because it's really hard to picture. As we mentioned in the beginning, it feels unreal, like the amount of people that follow me on social media. So to have the comments, it makes it a bit more realistic I guess and I can see it a bit more um which is really really crazy and really really lovely now have you had younger um individuals reaching out to you that would really be inspired by the stuff you do and if that if that is the case how do you feel knowing that you are inspiring the younger generation out there to who, who want to be like you want to get into the sort of you know social media um world and want to make a name for themselves like you already have 
Um, so I get quite a few DMs on Instagram of people asking me, like, do I have any tips or advice for them to start their own YouTube channel? I sometimes get comments on TikTok, of people asking me for advice on loads of general life things. Um, but I think it's absolutely crazy because at one point that young person was me DMing a YouTuber that I used to watch, like Zoella or Casper Lee. I'd DM them and I'd be like, oh, can you give me some advice? Um, and did they and respond? No, um, <laughs> I wish they did, but no, they didn't respond. Casperly actually responded to me um, in the future um, when I've DM'd him for a YouTube video, which is pretty crazy. Um, but back when I was younger, no, they didn't respond. So I do try to respond to as many people as I can because I know how excited my younger self would have been if I'd got a response to those DMs. Um, and I just think it's absolutely crazy that it's kind of switched for me now. And I'm actually now the person that younger people are DMing looking for advice. It's absolutely crazy. It is. Now, Amy, tell me about some of the opportunities that you've received from, you know, your popularity on these apps. Talk to me about the opportunities that have come your way and how you have really truly appreciated, um, you know, everything you have been given from your amazing talent. Um, so, I've had so many opportunities to be honest with you so quite a lot of them have been for example working with really exciting brands like Pretty Little Thing I've been able to work with them and um, I've been able to work with Opoly recently which is one of my favorite clothing brands which I was so excited about because of course as I've mentioned I'm really into fashion so that's really exciting um, and then things like events for example Summer in the City, VidCon, I actually traveled to LA for VidCon which was such an exciting opportunity to be able to travel to LA for starters and then to be able to go to the event and meet a load of other influencers and meet my followers is just crazy to be able to put a person behind the numbers it's just insane have you been recognized on the street yet yeah I have yeah <laughs> that is literally the life you know that is the life trust me Amy you know retract what I'm going to say when I get a radio one show you're the first guest on and it will promote your fashion brand. Because when you become a fashion um, icon, then we'll promote your brand on Radio 1, guaranteed. Um, Thank you. So tell me, what is what is next for you? What have you got planned? What is the next big thing for you, Amy Johnson? Um, so I think mainly posting more content. I want to post more regularly on YouTube. I think on TikTok, I'm aiming to post daily or every other day, which I'm really excited about. Then I have loads of sponsorships with quite exciting brands coming up, which I'm really excited about. I am potentially looking into starting my own podcast as well, which is quite exciting. Um, so, yeah, there's quite a lot coming up. Um, I don't want to talk about too much because I like to leave it as a surprise, but there are loads of exciting things coming up. Give your boy Cal Mack a shout out. Um, <laughs> you know, as well, I mean, you mentioned posting every daily. Do you find that a challenge? Because a lot of TikTokers that I've talked to on this show as well, they do find it a challenge to keep posting every single day, not just because, you know, they don't want to, it's because they run out of ideas for content. Would you say you're like that or, you know, um, it, it, you think it's all depending on the content, you know, it depends on what it is, you know, if it, it is, you know, comedy sketches or if it's something to do with, you know, education, all of that. Do you think it all depends on the content? Um, yeah, I think it massively varies. Like there'd be one day, for example, where I'm filming TikToks and I can film like four or five in one day. Um, I might not post them all on the same day, but I can film about four or five in one day. But then there'll be other days where I won't actually have any ideas and I'll be a bit stuck and I won't really know what to post. I think it depends on what's trending at the time, um, what things are out at that time, what kind of fashion hauls I've done recently and what ones I don't want to repeat too much and that sort of thing. It just, it massively varies. 
Um, it can be a struggle sometimes, but sometimes it's really easy. Sometimes I'm flying with too many ideas. So it depends. All for the good of TikTok. Now, Amy, I'm going to put you on the spot here. So we've okay. just started this where I'm going to ask the TikToker to name their favorite TikToker apart from themselves. So you have to name me one TikToker that really stands out to you, one that you love. And tell me why you love that TikToker. You can even give them a shout out live on the show. Oh, um, I think, oh, I can't think of her exact name. I think her name's Anna. She does the Starbucks videos. I'm not sure if you've seen her before, but I just think she's really positive. She does kind of get ready with me videos to a song and kind of sings. And she just does videos where she goes to Starbucks and she'll say, oh, can I get a certain type of drink? And I just really love her personality and how she does TikTok videos where not only does she lip sync skits sometimes, but sometimes she'll speak and she'll do like vlogs of her days. And I just really enjoy watching her TikToks as well because they're very kind of relatable as well. So I think her. And finally, the final question I've got for you is quite an interesting question. Do you think that some of the social media apps we've had a long time, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, do you think that their popularity will be going down by the continuation of success and, you know, attention that TikTok and YouTube are getting? Um, I think it depends on what they can bring to counteract YouTube and TikTok. For example, Instagram with Reels, that has probably massively helped Instagram to become increasingly popular um, because sometimes I'll repost to TikTok to Instagram Reels, which keeps me focused on Instagram as well. Um, I also think the stories feature on Instagram can't really be replaced. So I don't think Instagram will necessarily go down in popularity because of that. I think stories, mainly when I post on a story, it will be my Instagram story. I do know YouTube have brought out stories as well, but I think Instagram, it just can't really be top stories on there. Um, so I do think it depends on what they can do in the coming Absolutely. time. Well, Amy, before we wrap it up, um, let the viewers uh, who are listening to this week's episode find out where they can find you. So what are your socials? So my YouTube is Hello, It's Amy, spelled A-M-I-E. Um, everyone always thinks it's spelled A-M-Y, but it's A-M-I-E. Trust me, I get the same um, with my name, one L. <laughs> um, my TikTok, again, is Hello, It's Amy. Instagram, Hello, It's Amy. So Hello, It's Amy on every platform. You can literally, you know that song, I just came to say hello. Have you heard that one? I think so. You know, Yeah, yeah. yeah. You so. could just add your name to the end and you can have your own musicality. Every time someone visits your social media page, you could just play that. I think it'd just be great. But, you know, I'm not a social media bug. I wouldn't know what makes <laughs> a perfect social media page. But Amy, it's been great having you on the show. It's been great chatting to you. Um, and for the viewers that are listening to this week's episode, you can catch it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all the other social media platforms as well. Amy, it's been a pleasure chatting to you. I've really enjoyed it. It's been a pleasure to be here. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye.